When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is ESPN Radio. We're not leaving you in the dust. We are rolling along here on ESPN2, ESPNU, and ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons hanging out with you this morning at Ian Fitz ESPN. That's how you find him at Amber W Sports. That is how you find me. Ian was supposed to be here yesterday morning with me, and he wasn't. Andre Snellings, he pinch hit for Ian. He did a very, very good job filling in. Andre Snellings, a senior writer for us here at ESPN on the NBA side, an excellent writer. Definitely check out his stuff on the dot com. But you weren't here when you were supposed to be because you agreed to work. And then I understand that you got off air with me the day before and you walked out into the living room and your wife was like, huh, you agreed to do what, buddy? You've got a schedule. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not big on knowing everything that's going on in our family, not just with my kids <laughs> or my wife, but my own life. Oh. So we get off air and I said, hey, they, they need me to fill in tomorrow again. And she goes, really? What'd you say? I said, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, why? Do you ever look at the damn calendar right there next to the fridge? Oh, no. Yeah, I do. Why? Do you read it? Um, what do I have? I, mean, I, I knew where this was going. I mean, I absolutely just your tone and the leading mm-hmm, questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was like I'm, I'm, I am the defendant. I'm in, I'm in the box, right? Mm-hmm, I'm on mm-hmm, the stand, mm-hmm. and I am being just badgered by the prosecution. Mm-hmm. And I look up at the calendar, and I went, "I have a physical at eight forty-five tomorrow morning." Yeah, you do. How are you going to be there? And on radio and TV at the same time. Well, I can just move the physical. That is the reschedule, you idiot. Oh, yeah. That's right. I did cancel that about three months ago. Let me call Justin Craig, our boss, and let him know that I have a problem. You there you just, go. You should have just FaceTimed in from the physical. Just done the show from there. It would have been awesome. There, that, uh, that would have been interesting. We could have done that, though. Everybody needs to go get their physical. Here's your, here's your PSA, America. Uh, go uh, cross your T's and dot your I's, right? Yeah, go, get yeah. it, go get a physical. Go get your checks. Go get a skin cancer screening. I just got one of those last week. That was the appointment I went to. You last yelled week. at me earlier, and I, I asked him, like, I didn't, know, I didn't know my wife was here with me this morning. <laughs> I mean, at, at this hour, because <laughs> I I've am... never, I've never had a colonoscopy, and I'm, and I'm, right. I'm finally, you know, I've got to do this other whatever thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to get into all those graphic details, but this is what we talked about part of our pre-show meeting. And you yelled at me like, "How old are you?" And you haven't, had, you're a moron. So I've got my wife coming at me this way. I've got my, my broadcast wife coming at me from this way. I'm getting killed. Yeah. I, I did not say you're a moron. I strongly implied that you are, Maybe in I'm fact, a moron. A moron. You, are, you are supposed to get colonoscopies starting at 50 years old. I actually have to get one this year uh, at 40 years I'm old. I'm terrified. Yeah, I well, I you know what I I have to get one. It's annoying, but I'm way more terrified of colon cancer and way more terrified of letting that go. That is the cancer survivor in me, though. You know, I, I'm a breast cancer survivor. Yep. I had cancer at 32 years old, so I have been through every test, every everything. I really try to stay on top of all of those things because as scary as some of the tests are, I assure you, fighting cancer is is much, much, much worse. And then, of course, much, 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 much worse if you let it go. So there's your PSA, America. Go get checked for all your screenings, all your cancers, 
go to the doctor don't now. Don't cancel physicals for work. Yes. Yes. Actually, do actually, not cancel cancel physicals. Listen to your wife and look <laughs> at the darn calendar, the family oh. calendar that is posted next to your fridge, fridge, men of America. Uh, there is a reason that it is there. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons hanging out with you here on ESPN2. So the Los Angeles Rams, speaking of uh, needing some help here uh, and uh, maybe needing some help in terms of being physical, the Los Angeles Rams and that defense, they've got Aaron Donald, and then they've got a whole bunch of names that you will not recognize. They've still got Sean McVay at the helm. They've still got Matthew Stafford, but you're talking about a quarterback that was injured multiple ways this past season and is later in his career. They've still got Cooper Cup. This was a team that I believe had a 10-and-a-half win total as we entered last season. It was not expected to take a step back, and then things could not have gotten uglier. It's also a team that, yes, won Super Bowl 56. So that fan base will probably take the Super Bowl win, even if they end up going through some years here of rebuilding. But it was still very ugly. By the time they hit that bye in Week 7, they had a 3-3 three and three record, and the wheels had fallen off. They went on to win, lose, I think, seven straight games last season I mean it was brutal yeah and, and this is one where you know and, and this is just coming out as growing up as a Saints fan you know we've got that one chip and I would have done anything my, my mom she calls the Saints the beloveds right she would have given anything for one ring and the Rams got it they had to sell everything they had to give forget you know borrowing from Peter to pay Paul they gave Peter and Paul away to go and win a title and, and it, it was absolutely Worth it. In the moment right now, if you're a Rams fan and you're going, I don't know, man, we stink. And what was it worth that one chip? Go back to what you felt when you won the Lombardi, when you found a way to grind out a W and you and the confetti is falling on your team. Yeah, it was worth it. Now, I know what Aaron Donald is saying, and he's still one of the best, and not just at his position, in the entire league. That dude is just different. I mean, that's another guy. Is he, is he really human? He's like, what, 8% body fat. He's got not a six-pack, but a 12-pack for an interior defensive lineman. He's just different. And he is extraordinarily motivated right now, saying, I've got things to prove. This team has things to prove. I get it. But you look at the roster right now, and it's just not there. They've still got weapons at wideout with Cooper Cup and, and, and Van Jefferson. The running back room is eh. The offensive line, even though they went and got Steve Avila from TCU, it's still a rookie up there on the offensive line. I mean, it's and that defense outside of Donald, I, I, there's not a lot. So there's no, there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody. I don't. It, some of these guys might be end up being year. better. It's but yeah, be another long year. And this is the problem for Aaron Darnold. Now he recently told ESPN, "quote We all need some type of fire, something to push you, something to get you going." And that's something that I'm hanging on to right now. He went on to say, "And I feel like we've got something to prove as a team. I think I have something to prove as a player, and that's how we're going to take it." So he's saying all the right things as he heads into what may be a very, very, very difficult season for a player that we all believe in, obviously one of the best players in the game at his position on a defense that could be one of the very worst defenses in the entire league. Because outside of Aaron Donald, there's a bunch of names that the average NFL fan would not recognize, like linebacker Christian Roseboom is going to be relying on, cornerbacker Robert Rochelle, safety Russ Yeast. I mean, there are a bunch of guys that will have to try to prove themselves this season. And the Rams were one of the least active teams 
during this offseason period. They signed Brett Rippian as a backup quarterback. That's really the only significant move that they made here in free agency. They focused on the draft. No team made as many 2023 selections as the Los Angeles they Rams. They needed to. 14 selections in this yeah. draft. A volume-based approach. They absolutely needed to. The problem is they didn't have a first-rounder in this draft. Right, Only one selection inside the top 75. The hit rate on that, I mean, it's not... That last part that you just brought up, that's the kicker. A lot of teams can go without a first-round pick, but the guts of your squad are built from the third round back. You know, and, and, and... they didn't have, I mean, yeah, they had a lot of picks, but when you don't, when you don't have a single selection in the first two and a half rounds of the draft, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And but again, they gave all of those picks away to get Matthew Stafford and to go get that chip, and it worked. So again, if you're asking, was it worth it to be in this particular position again right now, going back to the year that, that horrendous year? that they had last year, my, my answer is a simple and emphatic, yes, it was worth it to be going through a rebuild right now to get that Lombardi. Yeah, less knee bleep them picks, right? But if it wins you a yeah, Super right. Bowl, then I don't actually have a huge problem with it because what are we doing here? We're trying to win a Super Bowl. And you weren't going to win a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford and then win another one and another one and another one and another one. Like, this isn't the Kansas City Chiefs, right? I mean, Matthew Stafford was certainly way, way further along in his career, as good as he was for the Rams that year, and he got them over the hump, and this was a team that was already poised to win a Super Bowl because obviously had been to one with Jared Goff. They got over the hump. They got the championship, and now they're paying for it. And most of us would trade that opportunity as an NFL fan. As a Dolphins fan, sure, sure. All right. I mean, a Super Bowl. You couldn't even get one of those in Dan Marino. So, yeah, where where do I sign up for that with some of the difficult years? The good news for the Rams is that they still have Sean McVay at the helm, at least for now. I mean, if Sean McVay stays there, you're like, all right, absolutely no problem. Because you've got the staff in place. You've got the Super Bowl winning staff. People still consider Sean McVay one of the best coaches in the NFL and incredibly innovative. And he's unbelievably young. So you can get like 30 more years from Sean McVay. The problem is Sean McVay also is very coveted in what you and I do and has a lot of other options in life to make a lot of money. And does he actually want to be there for the rebuild? Does he want to stick through the tough sledding? It already became a question this offseason. He's yeah. decided to say, does that change at some point here for Sean McVay? I think that's the risk that you're running through this rebuild process with the Los Angeles Rams. The other risk that you're running is Darren Aaron Donald going to demand a trade. Is that defense going to be so bad around him that he wants out? Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, was on Greeny back in July. If they don't play well in the first couple months of this season, right, and they're out of contention, and he's thinking, well, I'm almost at the end, I want to try and win one, does, does he tell them, like, hey, maybe I'd like to go somewhere else? In which case, maybe the most awesome trade deadline pickup of all time for somebody, if, if, that's, yeah. if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's an if, because I don't know his mind. He may be content with the Super Bowl he won and finish his career with the Rams, and that's fine, and, and who could begrudge him that? This is not a man with anything at all left to prove. But yeah, I, 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 I'm keeping half an eye on it, right? Because if they, if they bottom out, if they tank, I think you know he's somebody that looks to... to to go somewhere and, and win one more before the end of his career. I, I can't think of a team he wouldn't help. Aaron Donald is 32 years old. That's the way to get back some of those picks. If all of a sudden, all of a sudden we like picks again, if you're the Rams, that would maybe be the way Could to get back imagine, something, right? Can you imagine if Aaron Donald 
is traded to a legit contender and what he brings to your team. I'm with right. Graz. That would be arguably the biggest in-season trade that we have seen in the last, what, quarter century. I mean, yeah, in that sport. He's yeah. 32 going on 22. Uh, he takes remarkable care of his body. The dude's got a 12-pack, not a six-pack. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I can't even imagine one what, what you could get for him midseason if you were to trade him to a contender. But he, he strikes me as one of those guys – that could potentially be, you know, I want to wear one one uni. Like like Dirk. D- Dirk Nowitzki has one ring, and it was a remarkable run in 2011. But he never wanted to play for anybody else. He was a Dallas Maverick, and he spent his entire career wearing one uniform. I wonder if Aaron Donald is built similarly where he's like, you know what? I'm going to stay loyal right here. They picked me. They paid me. We got a ring. I'm going to stay and, and, and finish my career wearing one uni. Those guys are very rare in this day and age but he might be one of those rare cats. Coming up next here on ESPN2 and ESPNU, how should we feel about what we saw from C.J. Stroud last night? We'll get back to that. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is ESPN Radio. That's what it sounded like from C.J. Stroud last night. The Texans beat the New England Patriots 20-9 in the first preseason game for the Texans. But C.J. Stroud, he's going to be the story coming out of that game. Two for four, 13 yards and an interception. Let's bring in some help with all things NFL. Sam Ocho, ESPN football analyst and nine-year NFL vet, joins Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN2 and ESPN. You. Hey, Sam, thanks so much for your time. Let's talk about CJ Stroud because, listen, it's preseason game one, Sam, but people are going to freak out about that interception. Are you? No, not at all. I mean, number one, you talked about it, Amber. It's the first live action he's gotten in his NFL career. And we can talk about the interception, two for four, et cetera, but this is the point of the preseason to get live reps where in practice it's like you throw a ball and it could have been intercepted or you may have been sacked, all these things. Now you get a chance to see it and learn from it and see the speed of the game and the chain. In college, people maybe weren't making those plays. You're lazy with your eyes. And so now the interception. So my point is, it's actually a great learning experience, especially being preseason, game one, week one, first NFL experience. What do you watch as a nine-year vet and having gone through so many camps? When you're watching preseason ball, Sacho, what are you looking for? 
Uh, Fitz, that's a great question. Honestly, I'm looking for like sound football. What I mean by that is I'm looking at technique. I'm looking at eyes. I'm looking at hand placement. So with the Patriots last night, I was watching their defensive line. Man, they're winning with a four-man rush. That first sack that they got on the interior, man, that was a nice win. You might say, well, it's the preseason, offensive line, et cetera. No, man, you win your one-on-one matchup. And so that's what I'm watching. I'm watching who's winning their one-on-one matchups, whether the ball gets thrown to you or not. There was a play where Bailey Zappi tucked it and ran. Well, one of the receivers won their one-on-one, though the ball didn't get to him. And so that's really what I'm watching because when it goes back to film review, Coaches aren't saying, oh, we won, we lost. No, they're going back play by play, series by series, almost frame by frame, and saying, did you win your one-on-one against a different opponent than the guy you've been going against in practice the last three weeks? We saw a lot of Bailey Zappi last night. He completed his first 10 of 12 passes. A lot of dinks and dunks, though, Sam. We didn't see any Mac Jones last night. What did you take away from the New England Patriots in this one? I was impressed at their offense, and partly because Bill O'Brien is their offensive coordinator. They actually have an offensive coordinator. And so, like, what I took away really was a screen game, just if I'm being totally honest. So, you saw a lot of screens early from the New England Patriots offense. I'm watching that, and I'm saying, okay, those screens are great because it sets up your offense, but it also, for lack of better terms, um, dis- dis- disguises what you're trying to do from defenses. As a pass rusher, as a defensive end, you're trying to go at the quarterback. And the first play or second play is a screen. Now, all of a sudden, it slows you down. It puts that second guessing in your mind. And so that's what great offensive coordinators do. They call one play to set up another. They call one one passing play to set up another. They call one screen to set up a different type of screen. And that's what I was overly impressed by by the Patriots last night. We're going to see some veterans get some burn tonight as well. Russell Wilson's going to play. Deshaun Watson's going to play. Jordan Love hasn't had a lot of burn at all. He's going to play. How do you feel about these three quarterbacks playing tonight in a preseason game week one? So I'm excited to see all three. First and foremost, Deshaun Watson, just because we missed about 700 days over the last year and a half before coming back after week 11 last year, and he looked rusty. He looked like a quarterback that hadn't played football for a year and a half. So these reps are going to be valuable for him. And Russell Wilson in this new offense, of course, Russell Wilson's got over a decade of NFL experience. But now with Sean Payton and the new offense, there's been some people on his team, quote-unquote, like his personal team that's changed. And so what is this new life going to look like without some of the people who have been in his corner, Russell Wilson? And then Jordan Love, he's, he's had preseason experience, but now knowing that you're the guy going forward, I think these. if I'm ranking it, that's probably the ranking of – how much these experience, this experience matters for preseason. ESPN NFL analyst Sam Ocho joining Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPNU and ESPN Radio. So lots of preseason action tonight, Sam. The Tampa Bay Bucks also in action tonight, 7 p.m. against the Steelers. The Bucks have listed two QB1s. They've listed both Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterbacks right now on their depth chart. An interesting approach there in Tampa. What do you make of that? I'm not, I don't look too much into it, and I, I haven't been to Tampa Bay's practice yet in this preseason, so I, I haven't got a chance to talk to too many people within the building. But I do know they brought in Baker to, yes, compete for the starting spot, but to be the starter. So um, I expect Baker to start based off of not necessarily his NFL pedigree, but how he finished season last year in LA. Remember, he came in off the street and threw a touchdown on a game winning touchdown in his first game with the Rams. And so I expect Baker to start, but I have no issues early in the preseason having a quarterback competition or two QBs listed 
as QB1. Sacho, switch gears. Uh, you also cover the college game for us as well here on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN Radio. We were having dinner out in Seattle for an XFL game, and you and Lowell Galindo, for people who don't know Lowell, he's Longhorn Network, knows the Longhorns about as well as anybody. Quinn Ewers, a name came up at dinner, and I'm like, ah, he just looks so cocky. And you both just dropped your forks and went, you don't know Quinn. And so for people who don't know Quinn Ewers, the mullet's gone for they had at South Lake Carroll, where that's a tradition <laughs> at the high school there for the Dragons. They all dye their hair and grow mullets and whatnot. He, that's gone now. And he, 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 being around him at Big 12 Media Days, he seems like a very confident yet quiet player. What are you expecting from your Texas Longhorns this year that are now preseason picked to win the Big 12 and maybe make a college football playoff run? So I had a chance last week to go to the University of Texas and speak to the football team. Uh, Coach Sark brought me in to speak, and I got a chance to watch practice and spend time with the team. I'm expecting great things from the University of Texas, and I haven't been able to say that in years past, maybe a decade plus. I'm expecting great things. Talking to Sark, one of the things he said about, you know, everyone knows that Texas is leaving the Big 12, going to the SEC, Oklahoma as well. And, yes, they have a target on their back, but his thing is like, man, I want to, I'm, I want to be the one to go out on top. Like, forget all these people saying, I'm going to kick out Texas as a pitcher. No, man, we're going we're gonna to go out. We're going to show you what we're all about. And why does that matter? Well, number one, look at the receiver room. Isaiah Nair transferred from Wyoming a, year, uh, a little over a year ago. And you got Xavier Worthy, Big 12 freshman of the year, All-American. Um, you got a transfer, A.D. Mitchell from Georgia, won a national championship last year. I was on the sideline at the national championship game, watching him make plays, score touchdowns, big, tall, fat, strong. Combine all those weapons with, yes, Quinn Ewers, who's elite talent-wise at quarterback, and his body composition has changed, his maturity has changed. We talked, I talked to him at, at Big 12 Media today. He said that the game has slowed down in year two in the system. But also, remember this, Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson, Bijan Robinson, first-round pick, went to Atlanta. Roshan Johnson, fourth-round pick, both running back to Texas are gone. And so what does that mean? That means Sark's not going to lean on the running game as much. He's going to lean on his passing attack. Um, and so that's what I'm excited to see the most, these weapons on offense. And also there's the tight end that people, their name you need to know, Jatavion Sanders. Mm-hmm. Add that to the mix. I think it's going to be lights out for this Texas Longhorn football team. Sam Ocho, ESPN football analyst. He can do college. He can do NFL. He can do it all. Thanks so much for your time, Sam. Thank you. I don't know if we dropped forks, Fitzy. I don't know if we dropped we eating calamari with our hands, man. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call the best calamari you've ever had in your life? We're in Seattle. It's I right there. It, there you, you said go. It was nasty. I said it was great. Hey, by the way, good <laughs> luck with the move. Nothing's worse than moving. Sacho right now is moving from Chicago back home to where he grew up in Dallas, Texas, about five miles from me. Good luck with the move, buddy. Nothing worse than moving. I, Hang in there. I appreciate it. I just bought those panels you talked about for my audio room, man. So we're moving to shake it. <laughs> my wife got it for me. <laughs> Building that studio in your house in Dallas. Good luck with all of that. Thanks, Sam. Thanks. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is ESPN Radio. The NFL lives here on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wills and Ian Fitzsimmons. So there are several teams here, Ian, that may be very squarely in the mix this season, maybe even in the mix for a Super Bowl that finished under 500 this past season. So let's talk about these teams. The Jets, the Browns, the Broncos, and the Rams. Those are the teams Stop. that finished under 500 that could be <laughs> actual contenders this season. If I made you break down these teams, do you believe in any of them? Take the Rams off that list. Okay. Uh, that's uh, me not too. Happening. Me yeah. too. I'm good with that. They're I don't, I don't, I don't, I cannot. I understand I, we just saw them there not long ago, but like, come on, what are we doing? Denver's defense is, is you know, playoff worthy i've got to see what the offense looks like you know and look sean payton is a mastermind but i also want to see how much of that was just a dysfunction with russell wilson and everything around him going back to the coaching staff and him being entitled having his own office and everything else and not being (laughs) very well liked by his own team like less than half his team went to his birthday party right so uh what what does that mean tells me that they had better things to do than go to his birthday party that he okay, and his beautiful, I, famous <laughs> wife were putting on for him. The bottom line is, to me, there's one team on that list. One. And that's the Jets. That defense is outstanding. And they don't want to hit you, man. They want to embarrass you and your family. They get after it. Now, the, the only way the Jets are not making, in my opinion, a playoff run is if that offensive line can't protect Aaron Rodgers. And that's the biggest question. What's Makai Becton going to look like? Is Max Mitchell going to take a step forward? I love Elijah Vera Tucker out of at USC. That, that is one guy I do not have a question about. Bottom line is, man, everybody else on that O-line, in that front, that has to protect your most valuable asset, they've got to get it done. And that is the number one thing for me. If there's a question surrounding the Jets, it's protecting Aaron Rodgers. And I'm if they can, they make a run. I'm going back to the birthday party for a second. So we, okay. we've got questions about Russell Wilson because – only half the team showed up to his 34th birthday. Like, do we think, like, is the entire team showing up to Patrick Mahomes' 34th birthday? Yes. No, they're not. They showed on quarterback Patrick Mahomes' birthday, actually. And it looks like it was just just family members. It was just family members. I think these guys go to each other's birthdays like it's preschool. Wilson, hold on a minute. Did did, did Mahomes rent out some fancy joint and invite the whole team? Well, I know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I have no idea hey, who who was Russell on the invite did. list. Sierra didn't see did. That they didn't show. I know this is a cheesy type example coming out of an awful movie like Draft Day. How many people didn't go to whatever the <laughs> quarterback's what it, name out of Wisconsin's like. birthday party was? I get it, but bottom line is, I'm not putting the Denver Broncos in any kind of a Super Bowl contender conversation, even as a team under 500. I know that's the 
uh, the bottom line here for this conversation, which team under 500 last year can make a Super Bowl push? To me, there really is only one team, and that's the Jets. The Broncos, to me, aren't there yet. The Rams don't even belong in this conversation right now. The Browns, extraordinarily difficult division coming into the season. I'm not putting them yet there yet either until I see which version of Deshaun Watson we're going to get. We know what version of Aaron Rodgers we're going to get. We know that that Jets defense is naughty. Their, their wide receiver room is outstanding. They've got not one, but two running backs that can tote it, and Michael Carter and Brees Hall. I know he's coming off an injury, but the only question I've got is the offensive line. That, to me, the, the conversation ends with the New York Jets. The Jets, the Browns, and the Broncos all in very, very difficult divisions, right? And so it would be hard for any of them to complete this task. By the baseline of starting with a sub-500 team, of course, this is going to be a very difficult conversation, frankly, for any of these teams, and yet those expectations exist. I'm with you. Take the Rams out of this conversation. That Rams defense outside of Aaron Donald may look like the worst defense in the entire NFL this season. I think that window has passed for them. I don't think that they are at all contenders. But the other teams are interesting because the Browns throwaway season this past season, Deshaun Watson, can he knock off that rust? Frankly, I have no idea. Maybe we'll see some of that tonight from Deshaun Watson. He is expected to play in the preseason, but I have no idea. Deshaun Watson was away from this thing for a while, and it looked worse than I even expected it to look, even knowing that. Even knowing he hadn't played in as long as he hadn't played, it still looked worse than I thought it was going to look when he did come back from that suspension last season a weird season for them because of the suspension now he's at training camp now he's getting a preseason that he's playing in now he's been there since OTAs we'll see what it looks like when he really truly has an opportunity in a full season here under his belt in Cleveland that could be a team that takes that next step it's not a team I see though as a Super Bowl contender so if the conversation is Super Bowl contender that I think is not going to be I think that's too lofty of expectations for Cleveland the Broncos also I wouldn't have in the Super Bowl contender conversation. I do think despite who came to his birthday party that Russell Wilson will be better this season. I think Russell Wilson will be better in that offense this season. He better be better this season there in Denver. I think he's got the coach in place to do that. And I just, I have such a hard time understanding what happened in Denver for him in particular this past season. 33 years old is not 43 years old. He should not have fallen off a cliff in the way that he did. He was such a good quarterback in Seattle across so many years. It wasn't a small sample size, right? We've seen guys fall off cliffs before in the NFL when their bodies break down. We've seen the Cam Newtons of the world or the RG3s of the world, but they're more like a flash in a pan, right? That wasn't the case for Russell Wilson. We don't see the dude who falls off the cliff after a decade of being an elite quarterback in the NFL, and that's essentially what happened to Russell Wilson. I expect him to be better. All of that being said, there's a lot of question marks. There's a new system there in Denver. I, it, to go from that to Super Bowl, I think, is a lot to ask. The Jets, on the other hand, if I hadn't changed one, I'm like, ugh, the Jets. But I I've guess I Jets fatigue Jets. already. But you I know what? Too. But they're going to be they're going to be good. They are. I, I, I have Jets fatigue. I don't think that they're. I, I like. I want them so badly not to be good because I just want so. I mean, Greeny's <laughs> out here calling Aaron Rodgers a deity. Like I want Aaron Rodgers to look so mediocre and human this season because it would just be so funny and the content and the media storm in New York and it will be ruthless. And how is he going to handle that? And is it going to hit the same when he's telling when he's spelling the word relax to the New York media? 
media and telling everybody to calm down. None of that's going to be cute in New York. Right now, it's a love fest for Aaron Rodgers. They start losing games early in the season. That changes real quickly in that particular market. And man, that would be fun to watch as a Dolphins fan. I don't feel great about my chances of that happening. No, you shouldn't. Again, but it all starts up front. But I was watching, I was catching up on Hard Knocks yesterday afternoon, and it got a bit uncomfortable with Miko Hardman. I mean, Miko played at Georgia, was with Mahomes. He's got rings, right? right? And watching him talk to Aaron Rodgers, man, I can't believe I get to play with you. I get to tell my kids about that. I grew oh. up watching you. And Aaron was like, oh, that's awesome, man. Thank you. I mean, this is your wideout. This is the guy that it's going to be making plays for Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, Mako, you've been around greatness going back to college. And he was almost in awe of Aaron Rodgers. So maybe it's because he's the same age as Mahomes and, you know, was teammates as a rookie and, and a younger version of Travis Kelsey and all the stars they have there in Kansas City. But it was. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, man, Miko, I, I was actually screaming at the TV, back off, man. You're, you're coming on Relax. too strong, I mean, buddy. Like, I mean, you don't have play to bring cool, in like donuts cool. with sprinkles and, you know, hey, can I get you anything? Yeah. That's your quarterback. That's your peer. It's okay. We know who it is. We know you were watching Ooh. him when you were when you were 12 and he was winning Super Bowls. All right? I mean, or a Super Bowl. Going to Yeah, a Super Bowl. Super Bowls. Oh, wow. But still, a, I mean, it, it a was. A Super Bowl. And by that drives me nuts. I mean, you know how hard it is to win one you know how hard it is to get to That's one? That's fine. But it, yeah. in fairness, it was a, it was a decade ago. And he's supposed and to be probably like 12, the second greatest 13. quarterback of this of this generation. So the, the expectations are there. It was a it decade was ago. But yes, it it's, very, watch. it's very, very hard to win a Super Bowl. It will be very hard for the New York Jets to win a Super Bowl this season, particularly with that O-line. That O-line is a genuine concern there in New York. That team is going to be better. So Ian is locked in, though, on the Jets as the team under 500 from last season that has a shot to be a contender this year. Lock it in is brought to you by Gorilla for the toughest jobs on planet Earth. We are locked in as well. Coming up next... Ketchup in the pantry. And someone on the show has never had Taco Bell. We have to get into these things. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Catch up. 
does it belong in the fridge or does it belong in the fr- in the pantry? Which I guess Heinz weighed in on this. I never knew this was like a great American debate. I always thought ketchup had to go in the fridge. Nope. But you probably don't know. A little earlier this summer, I had another segment here on ESPN Radio in the morning. And ESPN, you ESPN Radio brought to you by Progressive Insurance where we had to say the word ketchup a lot because it was a topic of the conversation. And apparently like I do not say it properly to the point where like Jerry and TV put a mashup of me saying the word. Cause I tend to go with ketchup instead of ketchup. I struggle with the term. It's ketchup. Ketchup. See, ketchup. you sound a little like me. Maybe the Southern slang. I don't know. Ketchup. Yeah. Ketchup. But it, but it is a thing. And Heinz, you know, the, yeah. Heinz ketchup mustard put a thing out about three weeks ago. Uh, and to the end of this national debate of whether ketchup belongs in a fridge or the pantry. And I've been married almost 20 years now. My oldest daughter is 17, youngest is 15. And we've always had it in the pantry. But growing up, it was always in the fridge. But there are certain battles in a marriage that really aren't worth fighting. And where the ketchup goes is not one of those battles. So I just, just let her put the ketchup in the pantry. She doesn't like cold ketchup. Well, last night, you know, didn't feel like cooking, so we got you know to go from uh, from Liberty Burger, local joint here in Dallas, Texas, where I live. Girls come home uh, with, with Chow, and I did not know this, but there are now two separate bottles of ketchup in my house. One in the fridge. My daughters and I like the cold ketchup. Mm-hmm. My wife now has her own separate bottle of ketchup in the pantry. Even though Heinz ended this remarkable national debate. Uh, on a condiment, whether it belongs in a fridge or in your or in your cupboard, my wife figured out. You know what? Hell with it. We're go. We're, we got both. We got one in the fridge and one in the pantry. And I had no, no earthly idea. Wasn't a battle worth fighting for twenty years. Now my daughters and I have one. But of course, my wife has to go the other way and say, you know what? You guys can have it. That's fine. I'm going to spend a little extra money, about four dollars and ninety five cents, and put another bottle right here in the old pantry for me in my focus group of one. I believe the UK branch of Heinz had tweeted out a Twitter poll where they said that 62% of respondents keep their condiments in their fridge. So most people, I guess, are fridge people here when it comes to... Mustard's in the fridge. Ketchup. Yeah, mayo's Uh, in the fridge. Everything's in the fridge for me. Well, here's here's what's weird for me. I had no idea. Like, I thought you would die if you put ketchup in the pantry. Like, I had no idea. I thought I'd get something else. If yeah. I, I, and I didn't realize that. And apparently it's because of the natural acidity. Heinz ketchup can actually be stored on the shelf. It is shelf stable because of the natural acidity of it. However, apparently it can be affected by opening it and storing it that way. So Heinz recommends that the product, like any processed food, be refrigerated after opening. Refrigeration helps maintain the best product quality after opening your ketchup. So apparently it tastes the best if it's in the fridge, but it's perfectly fine on the shelf. I guess I'm a cold ketchup kind of girl. I mean, it makes sense at restaurants. They have all the packs and everything. I just thought that our room temperature, I just always thought that that was more processed ketchup. I guess I hadn't really considered why at a restaurant it's at room temperature and why in my house it's in the refrigerator. Until I started dating my wife, and now 20 years of marriage, I never, ever met someone that had ketchup in the pantry. And why are you putting that in the pantry, but the mustard goes in the fridge? Right. It's the same family. The mustard's in my fridge as well. Is a mustard yeah. shelf stable? Is that a thing that people put on their shelves? No earthly idea because it's always been in 
the fridge. So what was the difference? Why I, I, I've asked her this. She she got, and her answer is, I just like the I don't like the ketchup cold. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Okay. You're, norm- you're normally right. putting it in a hot food, in fairness to your wife, right? So, like, you're putting cold ketchup on a hot burger or on hot french fries or whatever you put your ketchup on. So, I, I get it from that perspective. But when you dip the fry in the ketchup, when it's cold, it has a little zing to it. Right. A little shock to the palate. Yeah. The, the warm ketchup, ah. Not so much. You also don't have to wait for your food to cool off as much because you you get to cool it off, right? It it helps with that. I'm not like a huge condiments person generally. I I do partake in the ketchup on occasion. Uh, I will put it on a burger. I don't really eat French fries, but I will put it on, you know, certain stuff. I have the sugar. You don't eat French fries or the, or the no sugar added ketchup. I don't oh, know. Let me get I... a twenty. No, I need a full timeout. You well, don't, you don't eat fries. Well, I eat like I like French fries, but see what you'll learn about me, Ian Fitzsimmons, is I'm like one of these. You're you a health know, food healthy. junkie. I know. Yes, yes, yes I get I'm it. Do you have a cheat day? No, um, I really don't have cheat days. I, I guess I have like kind of cheat moments, but no, I don't schedule myself a cheat day. So like, do you enjoy are... the the fried to French? Uh, I don't normally, my cheat would not be French fries. Now, my son, I have a four-year-old, so like chicken fingers and French fries, kind of like a staple for these kids, right? (laughs) He ends up getting the French fries places when we're out, and I will steal a couple. You know, I'm not so dedicated to the cause that I won't live a little bit, but by living a little bit, I mean like I'll steal some of his food. I'm not going to actually order it, because the calories don't count if you're not the one who orders it. Look, this is not svelte. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not afraid. I, I will... I mean, I can break down in a scientific fashion the different, you know, French fries out there. I mean, like the waffle fry, phenomenal. The skinny fry, eh, I'm good with it. The steak fry, sensational. I mean, so yeah. I mean, when it comes to oh, the steak fry is fantastic. Too potatoey, too much potato. I enjoy. At that point, let's just have a baked potato. I'd actually prefer a baked potato to fries, though. Like if I was a starch eater, I would absolutely go for a baked potato any day of the week over French fries. Who hurt you? Beth <laughs> <laughs> Costello off the top rope. You Are you mean? putting cheese and chives and, and bacon? Yeah, like loaded. snuffers fries. I mean, would I'm you not, go that route? I'm not like I like. I'm okay with bacon. Bacon is not my favorite. I like really crispy bacon. So oh, the bacon God. bits typically you can miss me with. But yes, the chives, the sour cream. The butter, so you're putting all that on a tater, but you won't eat a French fry? Well, no, I don't. I haven't had a baked potato since like 1994. I'm just oh, saying in Lord. theory. Wilson, you are in missing theory. out on life. In theory. A good twice-baked like, potato, I mean, is like heaven. It is, actually. It's like that floating is, that's on quite, pillows. But here's the weird thing. Like, baked potato for me over mashed potatoes. Like, I'm not a mashed potatoes person. So what? Twice, is yeah, exactly. I grew up with you. a third-bit horse farm. It's steak and taters, right? And then yeah. I, that's it. I mean, I, that, that, was, that was the list as far as dinner went. So... We're from two different worlds, Amber, yeah. to say the least. But That's just to true. not be able to have a, a cheat day and devour a twice-baked or French fries with cold ketchup, darling, you got to go back and live a little bit. Life <laughs> is not a trial run. We don't get a do-over. I, I'm so <laughs> hungry right now. I can't wait to go Thank fire you. up my protein shake here in a few <laughs> minutes. Triple H at ESPN. That's how you weigh in. Uh, there are thoughts on ketchup on our phone line. Skylar is calling us from Chicago. Go ahead, Skylar. Hi, I wanted to say that I thought that the temperature of the ketchup is really integral to the meal. You definitely have to put it in the fridge. I feel as though it just adds to the whole meal. If you have warm chicken nuggets, warm fries, you need the contrast of the cool ketchup. 
I like the contrast as well, but I could see that argument going. I can see it going either way in terms of the temperature. It's so funny, though, because I've really genuinely never thought about this because I did not think it was a thing. I just didn't consider the option of this thing doesn't have to go in the refrigerator, so it doesn't actually have to be cold. Never occurred to me. By the way, Pat Costello just told us, one of our our producers, mustard does not need to be refrigerated, but it will always be in my refrigerator. Yeah, that is always in my refrigerator. Now, mustard is something that I tend to put on cold items as well. Like, you know, you can put mustard on a cold turkey sandwich kind of thing. I feel like ketchup. I never end up putting ketchup on cold stuff. Last time you had ice cream. Uh, (sighs) Oh, dear God. I mean, years ago? (laughs) What was the last time I had? I mean, no, that's not true. I've had a bite. Of my son's vanilla ice cream. It's vanilla kale ice smoothies cream now. For with Amber. colored sprinkles. Still the bomb.com. Coming up next, should rookie quarterbacks be a starter? Day Ooh. one. This is ESPN Radio. More next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.